Hello and welcome to episode 69 of the FPL Hangover Podcast where we raised a bar and lowered a tone all things FPL related. Another week folks where we try and sort our arse from our elbows and get our FPL ships back on the straight and narrow. It's another slightly strange episode this week. For those who listened in the last episode you'll remember that we recorded a day earlier and the game week was in like two days time. This week we're recording on schedule. And there hasn't been a ball kicked in a week. And we here at the FBL Hangover like our balls fresh. And preferably up again a wall. But we'll save that for later in the podcast. Now this is the bit where I usually use some crude sexual innuendo to introduce my, my, my partner in crime. But this week folks, episode 69, nothing is coming to me. Absolute blank. And for that I apologise. So with that in mind. Seamus, how are you getting on my friend? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. And uh, yeah, that's not the intro I was expecting. Uh, I Especially when you introduce episode 69. I was like, does he normally introduce the episode numbers? Subterfuge. Yeah. That's what the that's what the word is, Seamus. You're like a magician. Yeah. You've got this looking over here, but it's misdirection. You're going over here. It's all smoke and mirrors, baby. Just yeah. what this podcast is all about. And kind of what Game Week 24 is right now. Bit of smoke and mirrors about it still. Game Week's not even over. No, it's not. There's still time to rescue a good score out of this, but um, yeah, neither of us have broken forty points yet, and Oof. we've had uh, eleven. One of us hasn't even broke thirty. You haven't broke thirty yet. I'm thirty-two after a minus four. Oh, I forgot you took a hit as well. I, I still count that as over thirty. Well, I don't. So okay. we'll move on. <laughs> we'll agree go to on. disagree. And there's uh, yeah. So I'm on thirty-nine points. Um, triple captain Salah still to play. Uh, Trent still to play and maybe Mane still to play I'm sure we'll discuss these guys later um, we have the same team we so. have the same team and <laughs> yeah. as you said last week um, barring my keeper having an absolute stormer you know you were going to stay ahead of me uh, this week in the FPL Mini League pod- podcast Mini League and the triple captain to be fair I and, the, also, and the triple captain yeah, yeah. but also. that was coming to come down we didn't know who we were going to captain last week so I was kind of happy to see that we went with different captains because like okay let's let's get it on yeah, it was an interesting one. I will be honest, obviously, when you're only... If, like, just the way the land lay after the deadline was fucking shit for me because I felt like I was the only one in the world with manage of a captain. And I'm like, there's a part of me that's obviously screaming, yes, 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 but I'm fucking top of the pile. I'm not trying to gain ground. I'm just trying to not have to worry about differentials. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm the only one. With Salah, or with Mane Triple Captain in our mini league, uh, not obviously in the entire fucking yeah. community, because I mean, looking at the stats, even though I think I saw something like 8% had all three before the deadline, and then by the deadline, of the top 10k, I should say, or something like that, yeah. top 100k, 8% had all Mane, Salah, and uh, Trent, Trent, and then by the deadline, it was like 20%. Serious? Yeah. yeah. Well, look, those were the obvious guys. You were going to go for Trent if you didn't have him already. I think he's the obvious one. But um, a lot of people would have had Mane or Salah and just did a bit of a rejig to get people in. And the fall guy for that a lot of time was Jimenez. I got rid of him two weeks ago and he duly scored, what, 13 points uh, mm-hmm. against Southampton. And I was uh, left licking my wounds. Um, so he, I had not... a similar experience this week, my yep. friend. I got rid of him this week and he got... I assume something like seven points. After I spent so long last week saying cursing him and then realizing it was my own fault, you fell into the same trap. I fell into the same trap. Look, you just—we used an analogy there a while ago. Uh, I can't remember what the fuck it was, but it was uh, <laughs> it was it was it was something that was like sticks and stones or some bullshit like that. And I'll tell you what game week twenty four is for me right now. And I was thinking about this this morning. So. I've been preparing for this, as I I know most people listening to this podcast have been preparing for this for at least a month, right? Four game weeks at the very best. Just with transfers, you're thinking in mind. We know from the fucking drunk tank, all anyone's been talking about has been double game week 24. So we've been prepping, and I like to imagine my FBL team like a driveway up to my house. So I've been getting my fucking driveway ready, right? Getting new gravel laid down. I don't have tarmac or any of that stuff, can't afford it. It's gravel. I've got all my weeds pulled. And then Game Week 24 comes in. And you know what Game Week 24 is? He's a thunder cunt in a fucking Range Rover. 4x4. Four four. He tears up my goddamn driveway. Flies around. Donuts. Handbrake turns. Scatters. And right now, I'm walking around in the dust 
of my dreams. <laughs> Scatters your dreams all my across your lawn. My fucking driveway's in a mess. But Not only that, it's going to break your lawnmower. You have to cut the lawn. There's no lawn. It's all gravel. But it's game week 24 is not even done. So I'm still walking around in the dust. It's like saving Private Ryan. I'm look, I'm seeing a fucking hand in the distance. And it's just... It's not attached to anything. It's not attached it's to anything. It's just mayonnaise unattached mayonnaise hand. Mayonnaise unattached hand with a captain armband on it. Triple captain armband on it going, uh, you should have done double defense. Fuck. Well, the defense didn't keep a clean sheet. So that was something. I was quite happy to see him in his score even though it was like bloody typical yeah um just I because i didn't to. want the double defense uh captainers to get too much ahead and salah hadn't done anything at that point so i was like i don't want you know those who went with uh trent to get you know 12 points from him here today and salah getting like two i was happy to see salah lose that one fucking clean sheet point i was like fuck yes i was <laughs> like that's you still have him well, I was getting just one point. It's like for the triple captains, i.e. you and everyone below me, was three. Yeah, uh, true, I was like, true. fuck that, that's an assist. Yep, I, <laughs> I was kind of saying when I saw this, look, I just hope Mane and Salah both get like 15 points each. And, you know, I, I hope Mane plays the next game. I really do. I just don't want him to outscore Salah, of course. But um, I really hope he plays the next day because I have, I have him. And yeah, I'm not I, worried about him kind of outdoing Salah anyway because... You have Salah there. Well, one of the reasons I captained Salah was I just thought that Manny was more likely to be taken off after 70 or 80 minutes anyway. And you were so wrong. You were like 40 minutes later. <laughs> I was like, we have way off. <laughs> um, and I'd missed all this. I was training and I just hopped in the car and I said, I'll check it. Oh, it's 1-0. Oh, shit. I saw Twitter exploding. Manny gone off injured. I saw all. I was like, oh, crap. And I was like, well, that kind of actually works in my benefit in the end. But I went to the pub to watch it. I walked home from work and uh, I bumped into... Uh, a friend of ours, Eamon, and uh, we were talking about FPL, and I was saying, you know, Mane, blah, blah, and joked up the road saying, look, man, like, Mane or Salah could go off injured in 30 fucking minutes. That's what this shit can do. Honestly, God, walking up the road saying that to him. But I was just, you know, saying, like, this is, there's still so much sting sort left of in this Sort of black tale. magic. Yeah, and uh, we're sitting down watching it, and then Mane sits down, and I knew, but it, and he hopped up, and the crowd booed him for hopping up, and it was a weird one, and I was like, oh, no, this isn't good. And, uh, yeah, he just, uh, he just went off and it was like there was a silence between me and him and, uh, at the table because we both knew and he had Matt Salah triple captain no Manny so you know this was all fucking gold for him but he knew my world was crumbling around he knew he had to be very careful with the next words out of his mouth or he might get glassed <laughs> right in the fucking throat <laughs> you know? shut your mouth Amy. Um, but yeah so he I left Salah. I left I didn't wait till no points I, I, I left I after 62 my minutes and just left. yeah I finished the point and I went uh, I'm going home fuck this I'm hungry I was like nah nah nah, nah. Yeah. I can't sit here hoping for uh, 30 minutes for Salad to do nothing even though he's essentially playing like you know as our main guy right now and fucking them to keep a clean sheet but Salad didn't do anything in the end anyway so it wasn't the worst but there's still nah, you're it was the Wolves game that was not the one we wanted to earmark as bell, the bell 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 you're wrong. <laughs> Salah not doing anything is the little bit of hope that's going to fuck us in the West Ham, the manager for captain yeah. is, that's going to fuck us against West Ham. Do you know? It's yeah. like, no, no, no. The fact that we actually got away with it for the 90 minutes against Wolves means he's getting a hat trick against West Ham. Oh, I hope you're right. Because that's how it always does it. And it's just like, oh. I hope you're, I so hope you're right. Because if that happens, then obviously I've had a good week. I might, I would, I'll probably get 100 points, but yeah, I'd be up there in like 60s or 70s. And it's just so disappointing. There's so many people here, managers. I've seen very little scores in the 40s. Um, very, very little in the 50s so far. I have seen a couple of like people who've just been doing dynamite with like triple captain Firmino and stuff like that. And who had... Anyone who brought in like West Ham assets actually did okay. Because like the ones to get would have been Noble or maybe Snodgrass. So Seamus, I've seen ones with Noble and Snodgrass. Let me tell you, my friend. You just stumbled across... My low point this week. So, before we recorded, you know, we talked about the triple captain Mane issue. Yeah, which one. I was sure was going to be your mm-hmm. low point. No? No, because I also had a, a couple of transfers this week, which you might remember. Took a hit to get rid of Ali and Jimenez. 13 oh. points from Ali. Minimum seven for Jimenez. I don't know what the fuck he got. He got eight. Did he get eight? Yeah. I didn't even want to know. Uh, so, like, 21 points. 21 points. Out the door. Plus or minus four. Oh, God. 25 for Salah for two and who I don't even want to do anything which is the worst <laughs> of it for Salah oh, for two I love it and Danny uh, and Maupe who did jack shit yeah. so it was basically a Salah move uh, so that was another possible low point yeah but 
neither of them compared to Mark Noble scoring a penalty for West Ham. I, if you remember, you probably didn't, but I threw a snide comment in the last episode where I spoke sarcastically about getting Mark Noble in for West Ham because he's on penalties. Yeah. So when I saw West Ham had scored this week, I went, this is fucking nonsense. But uh, he was the only one I think anyone yeah, spoke about as a, a, an option because, you know, Antonio wasn't yet fit, hadn't trained in a while. Like, all the other players were kind of pricey. Who do you want to get out for them? So... And Halaire was too expensive as well. Like you'd rather have someone like Jimenez anyway. So I you could it- take punts on like someone like Halaire, and some people did, and they got a, an assist for it. It was kind of a soft penalty, but it probably was a penalty uh, anyway. But yeah, Noble was really the guy you would have wanted. You wouldn't get a defender. Either way, I felt like it was the FPL gods smiting me down after I, you know, showed some. Uh, some negative characteristics. Anyone who took a punt on these kind of players was kind of rewarded in the end. And like they've still got another game left. They'll probably do nothing in Liverpool, but if they get another two points, that's something. Tell me about your transfers last week. Uh, I only did the one. I was going to bank it. In the end, I said I would try and gain something from it. I went for Brandon Williams for uh, Romain Sice uh, for Wolves, which didn't work out a few weeks ago. Um couldn't afford to go to Holgate. I thought I had just enough money to go to Holgate, who was 4.4. Turns out he'd already gone up. He was 4.5. When did he go up? He was gone up before the podcast, but I had um, last week that we recorded, but I wrote down 4.4. He must have went up Sunday night or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So um, I couldn't afford him. It was just priced out. So it was going to be um, him or... I think Williams was a solid move. Like I was definitely yeah. going... Because I was looking at your team before you made the move, and I was going... Yeah, he used to play Lundstrom here. That's a bit of a shitty fucking... Uh, yeah, I was going to play Kelly, but um, I benched oh, Kelly yes. in the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lundstrom was always getting benched, and it turns out he just dropped to the bench anyway. So that's going to be one of our questions we got to answer this week, is like, what do we think is going to happen with Lundstrom going forward now? Because he seems to have lost his place to Besic. It's an interesting one. Yeah, but we'll is... come back to that. But I, I got in Williams, and I thought, you know what? If United struggle against Burnley, this could easily be a nil-all or something like that. Didn't think they'd go... That is actually my low point of the week. Um, my low point of the week was going to be my, all three of my strikers doing jack all um, basically Verdi going off injured after 30 minutes or whatever Ings not starting coming off the bench which you knew was a possibility yeah they kind of spoke about it like that and I actually heard before the deadline he wasn't starting yeah. and I chose I, to still play him over Kelly yeah yeah I could have played Kelly instead but I still just didn't fancy Crystal Palace to keep playing Much cheese muchness. yeah I said I'd go and anyway I'd bring in Williams and uh, yeah just to concede two super well one super soft goal and then one cracker of a goal yeah um, it was a peach and there was yeah. a couple of things to take out of it like I wouldn't take too much out of the Burnley performance because I still think they need to, to, to do a lot to turn FPL managers heads right now uh, unless you're looking at maybe like a cheap striker like Chris Wood or something like that mm-hmm. but in regards to Martial Blanken as well. Like, that was another kind of behind-the-couch player this week for me. Yeah, I got rid of him two weeks ago. So, I kind of got rid of him, and this was the game week I was kind of worried he'd do something. He was one of my uh, hot shots last week, if you recall. Uh, Didn't do anything. Two points. And, yeah, I was very surprised to see them just surrender so meekly to Burnley. There was no flair. They never looked like scoring. As soon as Burnley scored the first goal, it was like, oh, no. And now yeah. uh, Williams was very frustrating to own because I was just watching the game. I'm a United fan anyway, but I was watching it through a prism of, yeah, get forward, uh, Williams, who looked brilliant in the first 10 minutes, was getting forward, putting crosses in the box, getting ahead of, you know, the left midfielder. After 10 minutes or so, it's like he was instructed not to cross the halfway line. I don't know what it was. He was um, he was slow getting forward as well. It's not that he just got up so far and stopped. He was actually really slow. The ball would break and they'd look out left and he was like, oh, he's all the way back there. But in terms so of like... That's disappointing. Year. I just kind of feel like that's already a guy I got to get rid of. I disagree. I think for the price you're paying, Seamus, uh, like for him, I mean, maybe, again, we're kind of tweeting around the fucking Lundstrom bush here, but like if people are looking to shift Lundstrom, I think something like a Williams is a perfectly reasonable move because he's a bit of bench fodder. He's like the, like the contemporary... Lundstrom, okay, well, what do you think about Lundstrom? Do you think he's going to still get minutes? Is he going to be coming off? Because he'll sure, surely be coming off the bench. Do you think Besic is going to be in there? Bearing in mind, Besic started the last game against Man City. They kept it tight for quite a while. And Besic scored in the cup this week. Yeah. I think Besic is going to get a few starts now. I think you could be right in the sense that... Like, I think the shine might may have gone off of that kind of... Like, when, you, when they first got promoted and everything was going so right for them, it's... 
you know, you don't want to fuck with shit. Don't mess with what, you know, try to fix something that's not broken. And shit wasn't, was working for Sheffield United. Mm. So I'm pretty sure their manager's sitting there and he's like, yeah, okay, fine. I'm not touching shit. And you had, we had Lundstrom for half a season. I think now that they're relatively safe, you know? Um, yeah. Like, as in... They're doing, what are they on? 30, 32 points? Yeah, 33 points? Much, I think they're pretty much done. Like, they're already way above where they probably I think they're only a few points stage. behind United, around the same amount kind of points as United I think yeah. they're more than 30 points I think they're like 33 points so they got to pick up like 6 or 7 points from their last whatever amount of games he's trying to freshen shit up you know they've they dropped some points in some games that I think uh, they would have been expected to do better in yeah. and I think Lundstrom was already at the start of the season kind of talked about as expendable in, in the midfield because they had other players that could fit in there like a, a Bessich or I think is it Freeman or look, is yeah, a, Freeman. yeah Freeman yeah. two Freemans in that team is there? There, their other left back is a Freeman as well but yeah so I mean like there was players that could fill the Lundstrom role and yeah he was banging in assists and goals and there was no need to as I said fix it wasn't fucking broken but now he's got a bit of time to tinker I do think Lundstrom is uh, you know his security minutes is coming to an end he wasn't see the whole thing about it is he wasn't even expected to be a starter this season but he had such a fine preseason where he was setting up goals and or getting goals and setting up assists that he played his way into starting the game week one team and they played started off so well in the first few games and he got goals and stuff yeah you're right he cemented his place in the team but seeing as the goals have dried up that's what I was going to say like you asked me about whether you know what do I think Lundstrom's likelihood of playing is and what that and I'd like to think we're probably both in agreement there but I'd ask you is it okay to get off him if you bought him for 4 million like he's up to the 5 now so most people are going to make a a 4 point like a point five on him Mm. like are you does the fact that you got him so cheap affect your decision going forward whether you get rid of him or not it definitely does because there's like a bias towards keeping him um, and you feel like you've invested this money and what if I'm going to go back to him but part of his appeal was that he would be getting clean sheets even though he's not in the defence and he could get attacking returns because he's actually playing quite forward he doesn't really look like he's very likely to get attacking returns the last few times I've seen him I actually feel like for the same price 5.1 and the Stevens at left back is more likely to get attacking returns because he's at a wing back so he's getting forward and he's same price and dangerous at that's the thing that's so the thing. like I've been messing around all week with looking at like wild cards which is like just because somebody asked me questions like oh if you were to wild card now what would your team be and I looked and I was like oh yeah I was like he was the one player who was like, I think I might swap him for the same. I can sell him for 4.5. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I think I might sell him for like John Egan or someone like that. Or maybe, uh, I think Basham is the same price or something like that. Or Connell so is the same price. So you think stick the double Sheffield United defence, but just transfer down to London? Yeah, I have Henderson. But, um, so I want to kind of keep the, I think double Sheffield United defence is something I'm really strongly considering. Well, if. But uh, I could go up to Stevens. I think Stevens is probably better than, I don't know though if. If you'll indulge me, Seamus, Sheffield United's next five fixtures. Away to Crystal Palace, at home to Bournemouth, at home to Brighton, away to Villa and at home to Norwich. You could argue that, you know, there isn't really a nicer bunch of fixtures in a row. That looks have, like five clean sheets. I don't even know about five clean sheets. Crystal Palace aren't scoring. Yeah, Bournemouth true. aren't scoring. Brighton, Brighton are you aren't great away from home. They're good at home, yeah. and they're still not in a bad run of form. Aston Villa have no like recognized striker. They're in okay form, and then Norwich aren't really scoring. So like you're talking about teams yeah. that aren't, those are probably if I was to hazard a guess, probably some of the five. Five I'm, of the six worst teams for scoring. Newcastle. I'm trying to play a devil's advocate with you, but I'm finding it difficult because yeah, you're you're right. I mean, like you could see five clean sheets in a row there. Yeah, but know? I doubt they would actually get five. But you could easily say all five of those could be kept clean sheets. Yeah. You know? So I guess you know. Do you agree that Lundstrom's minutes are now? Is it a wait and see for another week? The thing I'm worried about is that if we got ahead of ourselves and sold them then he could be back in the team in a couple of weeks' time and he could get that break and come back in, you know, hungry, angry, looking to retain his place, getting forward more, gets a couple of goals and then he's nailing the team again. So you were talking about he was a season keeper for you and you wanted it. Only last week you were saying you'd look forward to at the end of the season looking at him kind of going whatever and you'd maybe accept any price drops who went down again if his popularity fell and he went down to 4.8 or something like that or 4.7 or whatever. You know, you you might hold on to him I don't know Take you might have hit. changed your mind but I think I would I'm going to watch him for the next two weeks yeah. and play based on that and maybe sell well I'll be 100% with you like right now I don't really need to worry about Lundstrom because I mean it's kind of going to be a theme of the fucking episode but there was a lot of injuries this week 
you know, in regards to Jamie Vardy went off injured. Mane, we haven't really talked about the repercussions of Mane. There's three big ass fucking ownerships that may not be getting minutes in the next three four yeah, game weeks. Jamie Vardy, Mane, and well, I know there's oh, like, Lundstrom. And Lundstrom, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I know like the likes of Cantwell is flagged at the moment. Another highly owned. I know he's a budget midfielder, but. You half, know. half of those players have ass injuries. Yeah, it's a weird one. I don't know what fucking exercises the the trainers are giving them, but uh, they want to want to they want to warm up a bit more warm first. Warm up a bit more, exactly. Four play. <laughs> yeah, it's all about the four play, but uh, or the four four two play. There you go. You can have that one. That's that's for you as well. That uh, wasn't like wedged in there awkwardly. It's at not all. wedged <laughs> in. That was a moment of fucking sheer ingenuity, Seamus. For fuck's sake. Four four two play. Okay. Four four. That, come on, like a sex, a football sex podcast. I mean, we have fo- FPL, F- football beers, and all this. Yeah, kind we of know shit. what we're going to do after this yeah. pod. So that's going to be our next pod. It's basically, cramming a zoo magazine into yeah. into a football podcast. But uh, yeah, injuries were the fucking uh, kind of main key thing to take away so far from game week 24 and I mean we talked on Mane like I know we looked at the fact that our own teams and I use Salah captain I'm Mane captain but all that aside assuming Mane's injury has him out for I think we both think he's going to miss the West Ham game on all the information we have it seems pretty much like that's out and he may miss the Southampton game Klopp's comments kind of make it sound like that the West Ham game will be too soon and that there's a good chance he could miss a Southampton game too. Sounds like it's like after the weekend he might be yeah, available. Yeah, so we're going to give him a week or so, which yeah. is fine, which is what you'd expect. I don't know how serious it was. But that you talked an episode or two ago or maybe multiple type episodes about coming off a double midfield that it was mainly a gaming 24 strategy and that your plan was to invest in the double defence and surely this injury has made things a little easier in that regard for you. Yeah, I'm looking at... Um, my transfers this week and there's a really good chance I'll take a hit really? uh, for a minus four I would much I think, appreciate that yeah I think Vardy is going to be okay from his injury he's meant to be okay is that game on tonight that Leicester game or is that tomorrow I think it was last night but now I feel embarrassed no no they're playing a game today or ugh, it's Monday night or we're, Tuesday night they're, they're we play with Aston Villa yeah you 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 talk away about what you're saying and I'll, I'll confirm it yeah, but I'll they, fact check yeah but they um Rogers had his update today on player availability and he said uh, Vardy would certainly have a uh, part to play whether he's enough to start or not uh, should be again he said look he'd even rather play Vardy at 80% um, even if he's not 100% so uh, it looks like that's about the midweek game so I would expect he should be fine for the Saturday game yeah you're right uh, game. tomorrow Tuesday evening Leicester Villa uh, English Carling fucking cup thing, yeah, NFL cup, whatever the fuck they got. So they like he's going to be available. So he's actually had his flag removed in FPL today. Really? Yeah. Flag Official. Yeah. So <laughs> he should be okay. Uh, now whether he's enough to start, maybe he'll start Ianacho and Perez. Who knows? But but look, I'm going to look, keep him against Chelsea, who are like conceding a lot of goals. So we talked about that last week. Um, did we skip over the whole Manny thing? Maybe we did. But uh, we did. But I was just addressing the Vardy one first of all because I, I just, wanted to talk about the two of them. They're two yeah. interesting points. But just as you mentioned Vardy, I'm like. A lot of shipping thrown his way. Some fucking salty chips going around the place in regards to a current run of form, which, you know, has encompassed several fucking absences, by the way, not just blanks. And uh, I wanted to ask you, like, last week, I was more about if he blanks against West Ham, then we'll have to think about him. And you were kind of like, no, no, I'm going to leave it a bit more. Thoughts still the same on that? Uh, I can't really... You can't really you know assess him based on you know the fact he went off injured like after how many minutes get 31 minutes or something like that didn't certainly didn't get enough minutes anyway to kind of make a reasonable assessment uh, on him they won 4-1 and you think if he was on the pitch he's going to be involved in that they had a penalty for christ's sake so i know Inacho won the penalty who was his replacement Uh, yeah that's true that's true (laughs) but i will say i was delighted that uh madison didn't step up to take it and perez took it instead that was that was close to my highlight of the week, but uh, yeah, it what was... What was your highlight of the week? We kind of got lost. Well, my highlight of the week was that Henderson penalty save on, on Tuesday. <sighs> turning my yeah. own words against me. I feel like everything <laughs> this week was turning what I said against Because me. you said yeah. that I would not pass you out unless my keeper had a worldly or did score like 10 points. And he scored, what was it, 11? 11 points. 11 points in the end. And what happened? You're happy that I was proven right? I passed you out. You did pass me out. So barring Mane playing... At the end of this, you know, against West Ham, which he still could. Yeah. Barring that, if he doesn't it will play, be the first time this season that you will have finished a game week ahead of me. 
Yeah. Yeah. And so that's fine. That's that was my high point, and it was that game alone because I was Not like, our get... team was too different. And that was the other reason I went for Williams as well because I was like, I need an extra, yeah. but, you know, different player. But didn't that didn't work? Do you out. know what the fucked up thing about this? We've gone so far off the fucking. We'll ball. come back to Vardy. We will and many, but uh, we the most fucked up thing is I was wavering in my opinion that I wanted to go with. I think I said it in the last episode that I wanted to go with double Liverpool defense. But I felt like I was being influenced by everyone around me and shit like that, like Twitter and I was kind of talking. I was like, you know, maybe you know, fuck it, stick with your plan, stick with your plan. Mm. And that feel, makes it feel worse. <laughs> <laughs> it was like my plan, and I'm going. Do I need to learn to change my plan? I don't know anymore. Well, that's the game, yeah. man. That's the, the game is not to be just changing a plan willy nilly, but developing a plan, but knowing when to realize that you've made mistakes and stuff like that. Like I realized. Roman Sice was a bad move. I should have went for Holgate that time. Yeah. And I said, well, I'm just going to go somewhere else. Now, I've gone to Williams, who seems to be another bad pick. But that's because I'm, you know, shopping in the bottom barrel there. And whatever fourth or fifth defender I'm going for this season is just not working. Well, yeah, fair but, enough. But getting back to the Verdi train, yeah. uh, you're basically holding on to him yeah. against Chelsea. Now, Leicester have, after the Chelsea game, they have an away match against Wolves and a home match against City. That's followed up by Norwich, Villa. Fair enough. Those three matches. Like, if you're jumping off Vardy, are you jumping off this week? Not you particularly, but if one wants to jump off Vardy, uh, I think it wouldn't be a bad week to jump off him. I'm going to keep him against Chelsea because just Chelsea being so poor. Is the Mane issue the reason you're going to keep him against Chelsea? Oh yeah, the Mane one is the one I got to look at because it looks like Mane's out. But if I thought Mane was going to be back, like if I wait for the press conference on Friday and hear Mane is back. Then that's no problem. I just keep him. And but then, don't you want to go off the double midfield anyway? Aren't you all about the defense? Yeah, I mean, like but you talk, we talked about Sheffield uh, having five nice fixtures and possibly five clean sheets. Liverpool's next five: Southampton at home, Norwich away, West Ham at home, Watford away, Bournemouth at home. They're almost as sexy as Sheffield's, arguably more sexy. Yeah, but they're also amazing fixtures for attacking. So if Mane is fit, then you just want to keep... Like, what I need to do is take a hit to change double Liverpool defence this week and take Mane out. So if Mane's available, then I just make no move and I can just do that for free the following week. And, you know, I fancy... Mane was going to be my default captain this week before the injury um, because basically I'm playing his old team. I like when teams come up against their old team. I'm like, you know what? He knows them. He knows them. Yeah, they... (laughs) Like, I just feel it's a like a completely different team a completely different manager but he knows it. yeah I, I feel like he'll want a goal I think you know so um, he had uh, yeah. of the last three matches or something like that he had three goals he had the most attacking returns from Liverpool he was the only one who'd scored against Liverpool yeah. in the last three matches that was what I was we, trying to say we know how good uh, Manny is but, uh, going, but as I said that's why I'm not looking at Vardy the other reason I'm not looking at Vardy is people are saying this whole oh he's He's blanked. Uh, he hasn't scored in his last six games. Like, okay, two of those games he didn't play. So why are you counting these in the stats for a start? You know, he didn't play against West Ham because of the pregnancy, uh, his wife having a baby, and against two uh, of them. Yeah, and against Newcastle, then he had a calf injury, which we didn't know about at the time. So he missed two games in a row there. The game before that was Liverpool, which I think everyone can understand. Okay, Liverpool are the best uh, defense in the league. He didn't score against them. I'm not going to judge him too harshly on that. So really, he's got one assist in his last three games, one of which he came off after 42 minutes and could have done more, and one of which he had a penalty miss. So if he'd actually scored that penalty, it could have been huge. I think people are being a bit harsh. He's still on 150 points this uh, this season, which is only something like seven points behind Kevin De Bruyne. And I don't see him just going for the rest of the season blanking. I think he still provides excellent value. I think he'd probably score against Chelsea. I remember Leicester playing Wolves last season and being like a 4-3 game. I remember I was over in Edinburgh at the time. And uh, it was like a cracker of a game. And there was loads of goals. So Wolves can't keep clean sheets. Man City game, yeah, that's a hard one because they've got Laporte back now. But I think, and then after that, they've got like Norwich, Villa, Watford, Brighton. Going to want him back for those games. Yeah. I'm not going to want Madison as cover. I'm going to want Vardy. So I think I'm just going to hold. I accept your proposal, Seamus, and I also agree with it. Do you? Yes, I do. Well, and that doesn't surprise me, seeing as our teams are almost identical. We're obviously thinking along the same. We obviously convince each other each week into the moves. I'm going to have to take a long, hard look at myself in the mirror after this uh, after this season and just figure out, have I drank too much of the FPL Kool-Aid? Like, mm. is that, I don't know what's going on anymore. Like, I'm already set for a worse season than last year. I'm not going to let it get me down, because I think that... I'm chasing now and I always play better when I'm chasing. Um, 
yeah, I, I've never sat on top for an entire year and just taken the trophy. That's not been my way. It's usually been stick up close and then towards Hardly the end, anyone ever does that. Yeah. Even so, last year when I was like mods ahead for like pretty much most of the when season. you only weren't on top for one game week. One game week yeah. I wasn't on top. It's very hard to stay on top all year. I've yet to down. not been on top for one game week. So I, I'll tell you, Chance. <laughs> I lie, I lie. I have been not been on top. But you will, uh, you will no doubt finish ahead of me this week and I don't want to dwell too much longer on this week because we're, we're, we're I think we've gone into the good bit um, yeah. there's not a, like the big topics left the big topic was the Manny one we didn't really one. talk about that enough yeah. but I, I do think if he's injured I, I'm looking at coming off him it doesn't look like an easy one it's a hamstring strain it, it, see, it depends on what way you went Seamus like you're looking at this solely from your classic narrow minded I've got two Liverpool midfielders a yeah. lot of people have two defenders and Manny so their decision's a whole fucking lot different. Like, do I come off him early? Like, we have Salah regardless. We jump off Mane. We didn't even get on him that early, so it's not like we lose a shit okay. ton of They're money. the same price. I think I'd hold and then just wait to see what Klopp says in his press conference because the the talk was it was precautionary, but I don't know. He did. Like, I will say this. He went down, right? Then when the ball kicked out of play, he leapt back up off the ground like a fucking cheetah. Just, which... Caused a fucking, like, you know, scene of booze because it was like they'd kicked the ball out of play because he was injured. And he let back up the ground. They were like, boob. Did they do like one of those kind of rock? It wasn't a rock flip, flip up, but shoulders. it was like, I definitely wouldn't be able to do that. You know? Because so, I'm wondering, like, was and that then, what injured himself? No, no, no. And then he went back down again. And it wasn't that that injured himself. It was more like, oh, I have to sit back down if I want treatment. It was a weird kind of formality. And he did sit down and then he walked off. And I was like, Maybe this is like not as bad as everyone thinks. And he's actually like, look, it was a bit scary, yeah. but I'm actually fine. I'm hoping, fingers crossed, we'll know by when are they playing? Wednesday? They're playing we should Wednesday. Yeah, it's yeah. Wednesday. It is <laughs> we Wednesday. Because they played last Thursday, they played this Wednesday. It was six days between the games. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, the only other one, the only other topic that we haven't really touched on, and I know we haven't broken the teams down like in score by score, which we never really do anyway, but. I didn't want to, you know, focus on information that's almost a week old at this stage, but we have kind of seen a topic creeping around the place, and that's the big W, wildcard. A lot of people, I'm going to say straight off the bat, I think it's so commonly talked about right now with a rage element to it. Yeah. Because of the mana injury, because of triple captains gone down the drain, gave me 24 fucking strategies out the fucking window. I can't think of any more metaphors where <laughs> things get thrown out of open objects but uh, <laughs> fucking it's it's all I'm seeing is wildcard this wildcard that you even said yourself someone asked you if you were to wildcard right now which is you know basically cheating on your FPL team just mm. so you know uh, but <laughs> yeah, who me. doesn't like to, to, to do that so the question is <laughs> moving on no I mean just like you know imagine they're cheating with you know their yeah, Premier yeah. League team not with their wife or anything like that just with their fancy football team everyone likes to everyone likes to have fantasize dig up stupid the, clue, the clue's <laughs> in the name yeah so your question is you know are these people with the wild card throwing the baby out with the bathwater? yeah uh, can they see the forest from the trees yeah any more cliches we can work in here not off the cuff yeah, yeah. well <laughs> I, yeah, I've been guilty of it. As I said this week, I kind of was looking at people, kind of people's teams kind of going, this is what I would do if I would wildcard. And I did look at it going, hmm, that does look mighty nice. And I realized that would be, if I wanted to get the, that to that team, it would be like seven transfers. Can, and I'm like, that is enough for a wildcard. But I think a lot of it's unnecessary. You, did your team involve two premium strikers? Um, My team... I the team I looked at was just getting rid of Moppet because I was looking at my team right I didn't get rid of Vardy no I, I kept Vardy so I kept Vardy and I kept Ings because nice fixtures coming up so after the Super like, game did you go to Jimenez or did you go to I actually went to Jimenez I knew you <laughs> yeah I went to Jimenez you, your whole season this year like so far has been correcting mistakes you've made yeah like this would be the third exactly. time you've went no wonder why you gave me that piece of advice, air commas, for, for the audio. <laughs> Fucking about, just realize the mistakes you've made, Jer, and correct them. Don't act like a big man and be stubborn. Just accept the errors in your ways. The worst, yeah. The, like, my whole season has been defined by just, like, overthinking and making bad moves and, like, going, no, this is the time to get off this person instead of just sticking with him and his or something like that. I the, way, the way I look at it is if I come down from Mane, I can go up to Aubameyang. I could probably go up to Aguero at a stretch 
um, or at Google Himness. There's no other real strikers out there that interest me. So, I mean, like, you're talking about the man of the moment right now. And, like, Jimenez, they've got Man United away next. Then they have a home match against Leicester. And then things kind of brighten up a bit. A home to Norwich, away to Spurs, and a home to Brighton. And I think from there on, it's also not too cloudy. Yeah. So... Yeah, you're, you're thinking him and his fuck your your premium strikers. I don't want an Aguero, even though he's turning heads. I know City's fixtures are, are shit. Spurs, West Ham, Leicester, Arsenal, United. Not the greatest. Well, we know Wolves can score against like the so-called big four, big six clubs. So and... do you then take back what you said about them looking tired? Or do you think they just raised their game? Uh, yeah, I do think they raised their game for the big teams. They did look a bit tired towards the end of the Liverpool game and they will always look a bit tired, but there's about to be a winter break coming up for these teams in the next two weeks from like after game That's week 26. Point. So that could make a difference. So I'm thinking, you know what? They're, I just feel like if they're going to be scoring against Newcastle or against Liverpool, then a game against United... Me. I mean, whatever about Jimenez scoring, Traore only seems to get his points hauls, his double-digit hauls and you know goals against big teams like twice against Man City um, he did it against Liverpool there at the weekend you know he, that's when he that's when he gets his, his his shit done and I think you know United isn't that, that sort of fixture yeah, to worry about um, where's the rest of the fixtures Leicester. Leicester okay Leicester is a tough one Tottenham isn't a tough one in game with 28 I don't care what people say um, now there's going to be games that are going to be cancelled in 28 anyway but then you look at that Norwich game Brighton game I think I just go in them now um, I but would like to not, go to Aubameyang but could you not apply that exact same philosophy to well you said Aubameyang fair enough but to Aguero like no, him because, and his like score against the big teams Aguero scores against the big teams yeah, he's fixture proof let's look at Aguero's fixtures here right the problem is they're not going to play in game with 28 alright possibly no oh, they, that's they, confirmed, they, that's confirmed. they've yeah, got a blank yeah. in that it just hasn't been put up on the website yeah. their, their uh, involvement in the cup means that they're yeah. going to have a blank in 28. And is it also between Leicester and Villa tomorrow as well then? Who has, else is a blank in game in 28? Yeah, Leicester could be... Oh, yeah. Leicester could... Yeah, they, there could be a blank or, there or as well. Villa. Yeah, one of those could have a blank in 28 as well. That's all going to be announced and we'll get into that a bit more once so the replays have been played. Yeah, they have a blank. So that's putting you off. That's a good point with yeah. one we haven't touched on. So Man City then, you're talking about they've only got three games in the next four and that one is away to Tottenham this weekend, which I think will be a good game. And obviously West Ham this uh, the following week in 26 is a good fixture. But that game against Leicester comes something like three days before their, uh, their tie against Real Madrid in the Champions League. And you're thinking, they're probably going to rotate and yeah. rest players in you're that. You're not going to feel comfortable. Yeah, you're not going to feel comfortable captaining them anyway. So, so Maris, that's what we're going to do. We're going to get Maris in. Well, if I'm going to get money in a Man City player, I'm just going to be happy to keep with KDB. You're um, damn right. You're downgrading Mane to Maris. That's going to save you oh, four mil. Suit you, yeah. sir. And you're going to pump that into, <laughs> into wherever the fuck See, you so want. See, <laughs> so Aguero seems like too much of a risk. So Aubameyang is the only other one that kind of appeals. And that's mainly due to, due to the fixtures. I'm not... That means going back on my don't get any Arsenal players philosophy Seamus, I've had. No one gives a shit about what you... About your creeds or promises. They mean nothing. I think Hazard Seven, last season. 69 sure. fucking episodes. Hazard, your double Liverpool thing, I think, from the start of the season. I didn't even know you had an Arsenal fucking van. <laughs> uh, I'll be straight with you I did not know that was a thing I'm not getting Arsenal players you just happened to not have got an Arsenal player they just didn't appeal to me Aubameyang was the only one that didn't look uh, that looked anyway appealing but he's playing on the left I actually did a comparison with who and who Aguero and you're eating into drunk tank time no, I'll go which is fine which is fine I'm just letting Aguero you know. Aubameyang uh, gold comparison uh, Aubameyang's got 14 and Aguero's got 16 now there is a price difference here Aubameyang 10.7 Aguero 12. It's also a team difference. Yeah, Man it's a big team difference. But their, their stats are actually quite close. I mean, as you said, Aguero's out is scoring him 16 goals to 14. But seven of those have come in the last five. Uh, three of Aubameyang's have come in the last five. So still doing pretty good. Uh, four assists to three in Aguero's favour. Um, and points are really close as well. Actually, Aubameyang has more. He's got 127 points compared to Aguero's 119. So it's surprising to see Aguero with so little points. But 46 of those points for Aguero has come in the last five games. So huge form. That's um, 9.2 points per game uh, in the last five compared to Aubameyang's 4.8 points per game. And this is where it gets interesting. If you stay with me a moment or two longer. That's really all about you and your tone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you add some, you know, yeah, accents, if you could do an accent. I know. A Jamaican French accent, accent or yeah. French one. Well, the stats I look at to try and determine which is a strike to get, who's in form, shots, shots in the box, Sounds and like uh, shots in target. <laughs> Penalty area touches and big chances total as well. Um, 
for the season, Aguero, 21 big chances to Aubameyang's 17 big chances. And he scored 13 of those 21 versus 11 of Aguero's. Penalty error touches, 118 to Aguero, 102 to Aubameyang. Uh, shots are very, very similar, but uh, Aguero has more shots in the box. And yeah, identical shots on target. So Aguero is the better option, but for cheaper, Aubameyang is actually running really close, despite the fact he's on the on the left. But so Aguero do we trust is Arsenal option. is the question. You... Aguero is the better option, but he costs more. And he's more of a risk of rotation. Yeah. So I think Aubameyang is able to cover his points. Look, I'm no stranger to Aubameyang this season. One of the things I wanted to correct from last year was not having uh, the fucking golden boot winner from last year in my team at some stage. So I was like, I'm getting Aubameyang in. Didn't work out the best, but one thing you realize is that like, when he delivers, you know, it's usually double-figure hauls. Like, yeah. he can fucking pull out the big points. And uh, I found that, you know, quite successful at times. Uh, ultimately, wasn't too satisfied. I think that was a lot down to the manager. Mm. Now we have Arteta. We haven't got to see a whole lot of Aubameyang up front when Arteta, since Arteta's been managing him. Now, Lacazette's had a poor run of form. Martinelli's been really stepping yeah, up his game, playing fantastic <laughs> shit. <laughs> an option if he ever managed to you know become rotation proof yeah but if Aubameyang got moved up front we'll say even more appealing even more appealing then all of a sudden I'm like no this is a really tasting option as you said Burnley away Newcastle at home Everton at home City and West Ham they don't have to worry about he's got seven goals in his last four games against Burnley yeah, well, I'm not going to be making that move this week. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. But that's just me. Being but selfish. if I wanted to, I, as I said, I could take the hit and I could come off Mane, go up from Maupay to uh, Aubameyang, which is a huge upgrade, and come down to someone like uh, Traore or Fleck or someone like that for yeah. um, for for the the game of 25 for Mane. So yeah. that's what I'm thinking. And then I could look at maybe going to, with the change to going to Liverpool, second Liverpool defender the following week uh, yeah, no, so I'm, that's why I'm thinking maybe taking a hit and I, just getting rid of Mane and just going you know what if Mane is back in a couple of weeks I can always go Salah to Mane if it looks the right option yeah no I'm intrigued uh, between not just yourself but I mean there's lots of different situations that people are in as I mentioned with how they approach game week 24 that's going to open a lot of kind of different variables about where the template ends up in three or four game weeks time so I think the next few weeks are going to be pretty fucking interesting in regards to how we approach all the chip season as a as it's kind of getting to be, yeah. but uh, look, that's enough. that's the that's the reason to save the wild card is chip season and these yeah. upcoming blanks and stuff like that. Yeah, for, see if for you can me, get more mileage out of them. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I mean, for me, right now, I feel like I'd be more interested in banking a transfer if I had to and to get myself to because any changes I want to make to my team right now, they need to be structural changes, like proper. You know, this is a shift. This is a new strategy because the template <clears throat> that we both had. Is uh, coming undone. Thank you, Mane, and uh, you know, fucking Vardy slowing down, Lundstrom losing his fucking place. We could go on, but I think we've looked at Game Week Twenty Four quite a bit, as you know by now. It's still ongoing. I'm sure we're going to touch on it a little bit next week, but we'll stick it in the ground for now, and we'll move on to the one and only Drunk Tank. Now, I'm going to cut across to you really quick, Seamus. I know you, you usually go straight in here. But we're 45 fucking minutes in to a podcast that I thought was going to be, like, struggling to deal with information considering we weren't really looking at the, the last bunch of game weeks. So do me a favor. Pick out one or two questions. I know it was already a... a box of bullshit this <laughs> this <laughs> week with the mailbag we got one or two we'll bunch out of the, we'll, we'll fuck a break out of the drunk tank early and uh, we'll wrap this shit up yeah we've kind of discussed a lot of what people are looking at you know with the should we wildcard and um, you know what to do with Manny and things like that uh, but one that we didn't quite touch was a question from uh, Nuclear Atoms which is at Atoms underscore Nuclear and he said is the Liverpool triple up essential for the upcoming game weeks now, not just this upcoming game week, but the upcoming game weeks, which you mentioned were uh, those fixtures are really appealing. What are they again? Let's have a look. Uh, Southampton at home in game week 25, followed by Norwich away, West Ham at home, Watford away, and Bournemouth at home. So those are, apart from Southampton, who are in good form right now, uh, those are three amazing home fixtures. Those are probably some of the best home fixtures you can look for. 
Southampton, okay, that that's kind of a bit higher up in the, the index. Now. But like, is the triple up essential? I mean, realistically, as we've kind of been hinting at, yeah, yeah, that was uh, essential from like weeks ago. Pretty much, they're on a really good run of form. I think this man injury, we've kind of danced around the bush a little bit, but makes it easy, a lot easier. You're condemned to fucking freedom in the sense that you stick Salah in and two Liverpool defenders. Uh, I'd be the, definitely going to Liverpool defenders. The trickiest defenders. one is, and let me ask you, is like, are you swung by maybe saving a half a mil on Van Dijk? Yeah, Van Dijk is actually the Liverpool player I'd be going for. Yeah? yeah. Over Robertson? Over Robertson, purely because it's getting to that stage of the season now where there could be rotation, I think, with Champions League coming back. I think Van Dijk is the least likely to be rotated. Although... Who the fuck takes Robertson's spot? <laughs> That's I mean, I Van Dijk has more points than Robertson. Oh, does he? He actually has like three or four more points than Robertson and last season there was only like five points between them anyway well I said at the start of the season it's just you don't know when Van Dijk's going to come his points are going to come he'll just as you said bang in two headers in a game (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah so that's um, yeah I think just go Van Dijk and just stick him in there yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm actually, I'd probably still go for the the fullback option right now, but I haven't looked too much into it because, yeah. you know, I'm waiting, as I said, for the dust to settle and I really want to see how bad this shit is with Mane. Mm-hmm. But I do think triple Liverpool, especially if you're going double defence, yeah, I don't know. It seems so easy right now. Firmino's an option. A lot of people went to him this week. Oh, he scored. You've been but... bashing on Firmino for weeks. No, I'm saying he is an option, but I'm, but I'm going to put a big button there. Uh, it's... Basically, I like big butts. Yeah, he's what? <laughs> he's basically nearly nine million. Was he eight point eight, eight point nine, or something like that? I think he's like nine million. Yeah. yeah, he's about nine million or so, give or take. And he isn't returning that much. I think you're going to get the same return from like Robertson, Trent, or Van Dyke over the next five or six weeks that you. So get it's him. a price for you. Yeah, unless he actually just halts. You know, he he does go on these streaks. He's a streaky kind of player. Do you remember two years ago. Yeah, he was like untouchable for a while. Yeah, but he goes on those streaks for like six or seven game weeks where he's just brilliant, and then he goes on a big long spell where he doesn't score in eight game weeks, which he's already done this season. So it's just hard to predict. And if you think he's going to go off on one now, get in on him. You know, he's already scored in this double game week. He could be Liverpool's top point scorer in the double game week. By the end of it, you never know. Henderson is at the moment. Somebody I got in in draft. <laughs> Jordan week. Henderson. I got him in in a draft. Fuck <laughs> Just for the double game oh week. I bought him in last week and I played him and I was he scored think, and got an assist. I was like, yes! I think that might be my new low point. <laughs> <laughs> you getting in fucking Jordan Henderson. No, 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 no. Uh, I think it's a fair enough question. I think we both be in the same. We're all about the yeah, Liverpool definitely players triple. right now. If you, if you didn't have triple for the double game week, you know, most people did. But you should definitely still have triple anyway. If you can't afford to get rid of Mane or even just sit on Mane and Salah which definitely have triple don't just sell Mane and not uh, get in double defence I wouldn't be sitting on Mane and Salah if Mane was mildly injured that's just so much goddamn. but money. I would sit on uh, Mane until Friday till we heard him more I'm sure you would you don't need to be doing it like right now <laughs> I'm sure you would okay. ah, it's episode 69 come on uh, what's uh, what other questions have we got? Uh, we have a question there from Rogue. Uh, a bit of shameless self-promotion here from uh, at FPL Rogue. Uh, he says, "Does Seamus think he will beat at Arrogantini and at FPL Frenzy?" These are two uh, Twitter handles here. At Arrogantini. So basically, Rogue is. I know saying... how to pronounce that properly. Sorry, but uh, he, does he think we're going to beat them in the Rogue against the Machine biochip predictions for Game Week Twenty? 6 to 28. Now, you did his uh, biochip predictions recently, didn't you? I'll answer this, if you wouldn't mind, Seamus. Can I take the reins here? Yeah. I mean, you, you know me be better f- than It wouldn't anyone. be fair. <laughs> it wouldn't be fair for you to answer this. Yeah, he's going to fucking win against the uh, two chumps you just listed out. This is the FBL hangover. We don't come to play. We come... And that's it, full stop. <laughs> <laughs> but do check out FPL. Of course, he's gonna fucking win. Just leave it at that. Um, can't even pronounce one of these guys' names. How yeah. good can he be? Exactly. Hashtag. Oh, I was gonna say something that's not appropriate at all. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, no, no. Yeah, I don't know you. if these I'll are stop my you friends. There. There. I'll stop yeah. you there. <laughs> Hashtag rogue against the machine. Yeah, this uh, this uh, friend of ours does uh, these biochip predictions. Uh, over spells he releases them every he three or four weeks he does more than biochip predictions he does a blog it's oh pretty, he does it's blog, but in that blog has those uh, biochip predictions I should say it is it's a, it's a nice reason to go back and check it once a week and uh, as I said do check out World Against the Machine uh, very uh, unique uh, FPL writing uh, which is which is refreshing yeah, in a sea stuff. of a sea of. But uh, I think um yeah I think I'm confident in how my picks over three game weeks over one or two game weeks one game week 
yeah, you can kind of have good picks that don't come in. But I think over three game weeks, I'm definitely going to have some good picks there. So I don't know what the, the opposition is like. I definitely think I'm going to win. Mm. Um, I think pretty much all the other questions we've kind of... Uh, and topics have already kind of pretty much been answered. There was a question by FPL King, but it's it's a spoiler. It's laden with spoilers. It's Should we laden mention with it? spoilers. If I was to talk about it right now, I'd put in a fuck ton of bleeps. Yeah. It'd be bloop, bloop, bloop. It wouldn't be cursing, uh, blocking out the cursing. No. It would just be, yeah. No. Mm. Yeah, so we, we might leave that for another one when uh, if there's less spoilers involved. We will. And we're not going to do... Sorry, the, King. Yeah, we're not going to do the FPL Hangover Mini League this week, folks. It is still in the midst of a game week 24. There's no point. Uh, there's no point. All the subs haven't been taken in. Triple captains aren't finished. We don't know what the fucking end of this tale is going to be. So you can tune in next episode for that. Now, balls to the wall. Yeah, so we... If you we never get to this like in the what I'm looking at the recording time here 51 minutes is usually an hour plus so you can thank the jokers who sent in the questions yeah there Absolute could be, <laughs> there could be uh, people here listening that just don't listen past 50 minutes or past an hour long so they never get to this part of the the podcast but these are our hot shots puck butter and breen sheet predictions I have the stats James I know exactly which one of you turns off at the 50 minute mark yeah there's people who kind of have like a, a one hour commute so they don't hear those last 10 minutes of the pod because we have been going over but this is going to be a sub hour pod um our hot shots are basically our top picks for the week and uh we have two picks each basically guys we think are the best options for captaincy they don't have to be in our teams um i like we'll this, start uh, with last week's scores i like this pre-intro thing i'm like you know it sets it up it makes it feel official i'm yeah. going I like it. Just in case we've any new listeners there that haven't. Why uh, would we have new listeners? Get real. (laughs) We're messing. We're constantly getting new ones. And we love yeah. But yeah, last week's scores. Who won and who didn't? Okay, so starting with the hot shots, I had first pick and I went with Martial, which threw you. Threw you right at the window. Because it was your first pick. (laughs) Yeah, so I went with Martial. And let it be said, we scrapped Liverpool, West Ham. Oh, yeah. So we can actually fully. Reveal the results from last week because there's only Liverpool and West Ham players left. Yeah. Um, it's a bit of a shit show. We didn't do that great last week. Um, I went with Martial as my first pick. Uh, your uh, next two picks then were Vardy and KDB. Okay. Boom. Vardy got one. KDB got seven. So a total of eight points. Against your Martial. Martial has got two. And then my last pick was Son, who else got seven. Mar- match Martial. 9-9? So 9-8 oh. due to the fact that Vardy only got one point and Martial got two. Damn his arse. So yeah, <laughs> look, you've beaten me by the solitary point before and you've claimed that as victory so I'm just going to take that as a as a W. Put that in the win column. You need it, man. Yeah. Um, I think we are possibly level well you don't have no. the conclusive evidence in front of you so we'll yeah have to just i may be one behind week. but we'll we'll see uh puck as we both went out uh on our ass here so you went first and you went really puck father with uh one matter well, i mean it wasn't that fucking much of a puck father he actually was you know 0.4 percent owns yeah well puck it's, uh, yeah he played didn't he which was yeah. a great call it's like so he's gonna goddamn play which he did yeah and if united hadn't been so fucking shit he would have been on the end of some attacking returns he actually had a chance to score but he missed it and it hit his standing leg yeah I saw that um, for it all went tits up I had Cenk Tosin uh, for Crystal Palace mm-hmm. uh, new signing for them and he was played through one-on-one with the keeper in the first 5-10 minutes which would have smashed your uh, Southampton uh, clean sheet yeah um, and which basically he dragged it wide which Oddly enough, you've touched on my high point this week, Seamus. It might be late in the show, but uh, my high point was my McCarthy clean sheet. All the shit that's happened, and don't get me wrong, Pope has got like 20 points in the last two game weeks uh, that I didn't expect. And I don't think any self-respecting FPL manager out there thought he was going to pull out 20 points in those two game weeks. You can't predict the penalty save. But he did, and uh, I didn't give a shit because I was like, McCarthy kept a clean sheet. And I believe, and I know I'm skipping ahead here, but that may have been my brain sheet this week. That was your brain sheet. Six points. And uh, I went with Holgate, who lost his clean sheet in extra time, in injury time. 92, 93 minutes uh, had gone in their game against Newcastle. He didn't just lose it once. He got a minus one. Yeah, he got a minus (laughs) one. So he got one point. So he, uh, yeah, it looked like I actually was counting my chickens there. And then they lost uh, two goals to Lejeune in injury time. And yeah, well done, Newcastle, for that late, late comeback. 
But nope, that gave you the Breen Sheet win, so... It's a pity that Newcastle are so, you know, lacking in FPL options, because you'd love to be talking about coming back from 2-0 down with a minute left yeah. uh, to, to level the game 2-2. But uh, yeah, I won the Breen Sheets. What was the, the puck fouls? Go back and rewind that for me. Mata and Tosin. Alright, so yeah. we both fucked so struck out on that. Uh, but I did nail the clean the green sheet, so I mean technically on the week, it was a level. It was level on the week. Yeah, just about. Yeah. But that brings us to this week, Seamus. Uh, this week, so you had first pick. You had first pick, and now I I requested that you write it in big writing for me, but yeah. instead you've used your finger, which is just as good. No, it's there. It's like the what? No, you're pointing it has your at your name, you're, but you're also pointing at it, yeah. which is massively helpful. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cover out my picks because you're probably <laughs> gonna somehow read out those. I cover out these. Yeah. I had first pick, and you know, I knew there was a, a bunch of options this week that were going to be two and trees. But for me, I went with the easy one. I went with Mohamed Salah. I think uh, Man as I said, is a bit of a doubt. Liverpool, I think, still want to clinch this shit up a little bit. And uh, a home match against Southampton. Why the fuck not? Yeah, He'll be my captain this week. These are the hot shots. These aren't just you know risky picks. These are like the obvious, They're the opposite of big picks. picks. And uh, I think. Mo Salah is going to be a lot of people's captain this week Mane was going to be mine before the injury and now it'll have to wait to be seen he's too risky to pick because I won't get any we can't change your picks once I pick these here so I'm not going to pick um, a Liverpool player I don't fancy Firmino enough because he seems to score all his goals away from home and they're at home mm. uh, I'm going to pick Aguero as my first pick against Spurs who are terrible and I think he should play this week he was rested the last game came off the bench and scored he's shown Pep how vital he is to his team Jesus played in the cup and uh, scored, and I imagine um, midweek. Where takes that spot back? Yeah, I imagine he starts in the Spurs game. Now they have that game against United midweek here as well, but they've already kind of won that game, so I assume he plays Jesus again. Yeah. What uh, is your second pick, James? My Where second is... pick is the man who scored seven goals in his last four appearances against Burnley, Aubameyang, the guy who's uh, I spoke up there earlier in comparison to Aguero. His stats are very very similar. Uh, in kind of same amount of kind of games kind of played although Aguero's played less minutes and yeah I think uh, he's going to be a good pick for the next three certainly this game I kind of I'm going to back him I've looked at it and he does get a lot of uh, points away from uh, goals away from home if Arsenal score, who are bad on the road score tends to be Aubameyang yeah so. no I think he's a solid option he is the focal point I think for Arsenal and a home match or an away match against Burnley regardless of the United result I still think Burnley uh, have a lot to prove going forward but going back to the to the United Burnley match I've gone with Martial this week I think uh, you know they've they've fucking trounced Tranmere Rovers he came off at half time so you know he's rested and, uh, oh, I actually didn't notice he came off at halftime. He came he? off at halftime, but they were four yeah. 0 up at that stage. I think. Five nil. Was it five yeah, at half? Yeah, I saw the highlights last night, and they smashed him. Yeah, and I'm going to just focus on the fact that I think Wolves look a little bit leggy. I think the Liverpool match will have taken them out, taken out of them a little bit. And uh, yeah, I'm going to reckon United come out with the points. Back there. in your team. I'm back in my team, and I'm back in Martial. Maybe because I, I, I kind of want him in, but uh, that's that is yet to you know yet to be seen. Yeah. So there are the, the four picks. We've got Martial, Aubameyang, Aguero, and uh, Salah. Salah. Nothing too original, folks, but that's what the hotshots are all about. Yeah, the Pogfada is where the originality comes into it. You had first pick in this. Yeah, and this is the highest percentage player I've picked in the Pogfada's all season. Yeah. Because 5% is our cutoff, and this man is exactly 5%, which uh, we've discussed and is allowable. It is. So, Much um, to your chagrin three months ago I might add was it yes you were the one bitching about me picking a 5% here I think yeah. um, <laughs> I've gone for I'm going to say his first name is John Fleck is it John Fleck couldn't give a shit it could be Michael Fleck or yeah. I know I think it's John Fleck for uh, Sheffield United 5% owned he's been doing really well lately he's like the one midfielder who kind of gets forward looks threatening yeah um, getting shots away and uh, I like them against uh, Crystal Palace. I see them winning. I kind of feel like I should be picking a defender for them. It's probably more likely to keep a clean sheet. I, I could see this game easily being nil all. Yeah. But uh, I like John Fleck, and I kind of want. I kind of want to get him in as my fifth midfielder. So uh, it's kind of that's why I'm exercising those demons here it's today. The, it's the beauty of the puck. And I want him in my team, so I'm just going to pick yeah. him as my puck fodder. You do. You tend to splurge out in the puck fodders, and they're more like a alternative pick if mm. you could. Uh, so you picked John Fleck yeah I think it's a pretty solid pick I've gone with the opposite you went with 5% I've went with a man that regardless of his scoring records is known throughout the Premier League 
That man is Almiron. He has got... I made you write this down, Seamus. Miguel Almiron, I think. Miguel Almiron. Is there two? No, I'm just saying Miguel. Is that his first name? I think it is. Possibly, yeah. Mm. Um, I think it is. But I made you write this down, Seamus. Two and seven. If that isn't the kind of record you want for your puck file going into this, I don't know what is. He's actually started scoring, though, so fair play to him. Because he, he hadn't scored in like his first 30 Newcastle games or something like that. But he's finally found the net, and he's getting a bit confident, and he looks good. And Newcastle are one of those teams that um, you have some good fixtures coming up. You are, you, you, he's also fucking... You're, you're leaving out the biggest pointer. He's against Norwich. Yeah, and Norwich aren't, Norwich aren't one known for keeping too many clean sheets. Norwich are a team to target. Yes, so I mean, look, I want this guy to. I actually want him to do well. I think that's why I picked him. I was like, you know what, fuck that. You got a lot of shit, big long kind of gold drought going on. He's broke that, and he's uh, he's added to it. So I'm going, fuck it, go on, go for three, three in a row. That's what they say. Okay. But uh, yeah, so that's our puck fathers. We got Almiron and yeah. uh, Green Sheet. You at first pick. Breen sheet. I did a first pick, and I went with Crystal Palace. You, I, it's almost in spite of your. It's John Fleck. Fleck. This Fleck isn't is the first time this has happened this season. No. You will pick a Breen sheet of a player against my Pockfada. Yeah, fuck you your double your down. Yeah, I'm doubling down. It's like no, you're wrong. You you were right when you said it was going to be nil nil, but you're wrong. It's going to be nil nil, uh, and John Fleck's going to look like a sheep. Yeah, well, I've gone for Lascelles. I'm, I like you. I like Newcastle's fixture this week. Newcastle, uh, Norwich aren't scoring a lot of goals. I don't and know if I said I went for Cahill. Just to, oh, you didn't say you just <laughs> went know. for Crystal Palace. Just yeah. Crystal Palace. I went for Cahill. He's four point four. I tried to talk you into picking Tompkins. I thought he was a better pick, but Cahill. Yeah, he's he's, he's got a certain FPL history that I don't want to just ignore. You know, he could totally score a bicycle kick. Exactly. He's done it before with Bolton. Yeah. Yeah, 20 years ago <laughs> <laughs> well I've gone for uh, Newcastle as I said and I've gone for uh, Lascelles uh, he's 4.2 purely because I think he's a good I've gone for him ahead of like some of their other defenders who are also scoring because he's like the club captain Yeah, he's back in the team now back from injury and his value means he's probably the one player for signing a Newcastle defender would be the guy I'd go for 4.2 is crazy cheap crazy cheap and if you look at their fixtures after home Newcastle it's away Arsenal yeah not a great fixture then uh, or sorry after home Norwich it's away Arsenal and then it's um, away Crystal Palace they're not scoring home Burnley not scoring a whole lot away Southampton so they've got some good games yeah no I think it's a solid pick not just for this week but looking at uh, maybe some budget enablers going forward Mm -hmm. and with that I guess we can leave the balls to the wall section right there Uh, before we wrap up folks I did want to draw attention to a good cause that my podcast partner in crime is running Uh, literally quite literally uh, he is raising money for Limerick Animal Welfare and Limerick Feral Cats and he's going to run a marathon to do so Seamus I'm going to leave the nitty gritty to you but uh, I believe you have some deets there in front of you yeah well I've been uh, it's my first ever marathon you know me now I've been getting into the run in the last couple of years Um, it's going to be my transition out of football because I'm getting to that age I'm going to have to hang up the boots soon Um, but yeah been doing a lot of running a lot of 5k's 10k's did a half marathon last year and uh, one of my goals was to do a marathon this year I thought there's no better way to kind of motivate myself than to try and raise awareness and money for some local charities and I think you know Animal charities are, you know, often overlooked and they dire need of funding because they don't get a whole lot from the government. And it's like these are two amazing charities we've uh, dealt with myself and my wife before in the past. Uh, Limerick Animal Welfare, which are out the county, and they kind of rehome a lot of. I have a great sanctuary out there. They rehome a lot, of, rehome a lot of um, abused animals, horses, uh, you name it, farm uh, animals, you but it. you know, cats and dogs and normal pets as well. Um, and the Limerick Fire Cats are just uh, another organisation that kind of. Uh, help with um, the feral cat population in Limerick by trap neutering releasing them which means they get less fights less susceptible to disease and stuff like that and just keeps the feral cat population down so as well and they feed a lot of uh, feral homeless cats as well they do kill a lot of birds that's all <laughs> <laughs> they kill a lot of exotic birds the cats not the Limerick feral cats organisation I'll leave yeah. that up to so yeah I'm, um, I've am i set up a GoFundMe page for my run I'm, I'm trying to encourage everyone to uh, donate if they can um, I've been sharing around a lot of social media. If you feel like you want to, uh, you know, give to these uh, worthy organizations and give to the cause, um, just check the pinned link on my uh, Twitter handle, which is at FPL Drunk, and you'll find out more. Yeah, do. Uh, it is a good cause, and I really just want to see Seamus fucking sweat. That's that's all I'm doing. I'm like, I'm almost paying to. 
I wish there was like some the more miles you run the more money I give because then it would really test your fucking your your uh, you know yeah I've never it's 26 miles I've never ran more than the 13 I've done a half marathon and that was I was fairly stiff after that and I don't know like where I'm going to find double that again that's it's going to be tough but I'm looking forward to the the challenge I think you're more than capable of it and you just uh, you just uh, being humble Seamus but I guess we'll wrap it up there folks uh, if you want to send us an email uh, especially with donations uh, you can go fblhangover at gmail.com you can also reach out to us at fblhangover on twitter uh, Seamus you already mentioned it there but you're floating in and I'm at FPL Drunk and that's where you'll find um, any details about the GoFundMe page if you want to sponsor me I do give him all your casholas I would like to wish you an enjoyable remainder of Game Week 24 and I hope Game Week 25 lives up to all your hopes and dreams may your hours be green guys God bless